you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Right. That real talk is live. How you doing, Jessica? Uh, Jessica, now is it warm out in Florida or is it is it miserable and raining like it is out here in California? Oh my goodness. Well, hello, hello. Good morning to everyone. Good morning to you, Mark. Thank you for having me on the show. Right now, Florida is a little temperamental with the weather. I don't know what's going on. We woke up to 32 degrees and now it's creeping up to about 40 or 50. And I'm sure by the end of the day, we'll be in the 70s. So it's temperamental. It's like a woman, you know, whatever it feels that day is what's going what's gonna to happen. What it, so, what yeah. <laughs> so, now, see, I, being a woman, you I can, can say, say that. Could you imagine if it was, if I flipped script and said that, oh, my gosh, the hate mail would just. I can in. say it. You can't. I'm temperamental. <laughs> the weather's like a woman today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me introduce you a little bit. Okay. I have Jessica Roman today. She's a, I'm a little bit of your bio here says, is a woman who loves fun and adventure. Born in Brooklyn, New York. She, she moved to Florida with her parents as a teenager. Growing up in a strict and traditional Hispanic household, she found it hard to live up to expectations of her parents. The oldest of four, she has helped raise her younger siblings as her parents struggled to provide. She remembers working in the kitchen as a mother's right hand as the family of six depended on her for daily survival. It was in the kitchen where she discovered the love of creativity, music, art, creative, and creativity quickly became her love languages. Now, it seems like uh, you just grew up, uh, you know, a hard worker. And that's probably what you got got today. So, right, there's always something positive that comes out of the the negative correct i agree yeah absolutely yep there she is see raul's already on do you see that (sighs) so raul i got a cup just for you today you see this thing here it says don't poke the bear just so you know (laughs) you know he's laughing right now so he's cracked up he loves it (laughs) yeah he's a good guy we like raul so let, let's talk about, um, we got people popping on already. So uh, any questions out there for when, once we get going and let's, let's, uh, you guys go ahead and ask and I'll, I'll, I'll ask away and we'll see what we can get today. So Jessica, let's talk about your, uh, well, let's talk about that upbringing a little bit. So that's probably kind of what you uh, drove to be. So if you had a, a strict Hispanic household, why don't you, why don't you speak to that? What does that mean? Uh, you know, for some who don't know, uh, our culture is uh, very traditional. And I grew up, you know, a product of TJ teenage parents. My dad jokes, he said, I saw your mother coming off the bus and I was working at a pizza shop at 16 and 17 years old. I saw her and I knew I wanted her. They had a relationship and she, you know, I was created, right? Out of wedlock. Um, he married her. That was the thing that was that we're supposed to do, right? Uh, you're supposed to marry her. So he married. My mom had three other kids and they wanted a better life for us than they had for themselves, as most parents do, right? You want better for your kids than than you have for yourself. So my dad was very strict on me. Um, I couldn't get away with anything. And my mother was respectful to his headship. So everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be in order. I was the oldest of four. So they often leaned on me to help create meals. They were both working parents at the time. And I was the oldest. I was the only one that they could, they had to lean on. So when it came to schoolwork, it had to be, I had to get an A. If I got a B, it wasn't good enough. Uh, When it came to cleaning the house, he would sometimes 
get a white glove and go behind me checking to make sure that nothing, there was no specks of uh, dirt left behind because it had to be perfect. And I grew up with that idea of perfectionism that if it wasn't all the way right, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. I always strove for perfection and overachievement because that's the standard that I was that introduced to and I had no other you know, ways of comparing it to anything else in the world because I was young. So that's how I grew up. So is mom and dad still together today? And are they are they still with you? Uh, you know what? They did what they had to do. They were together 25 years. Raised all of uh-huh. their kids. There's four of us. And um, it's one of those things where you grow apart, right? You, you right. kind of made a decision when you were young. You did what you had to do. And when everybody was okay, they made the decision to go their separate ways. Got it. I was uh, listening to your story because my folks were married at 18 and 16. Yeah. Mm. And they're still married today, 62 years later. But uh, <laughs> it, it was, um, I, I kind of came from that kind of home. You know, my, my, my parents were hardworking and strict. And, uh, but that's what creates us today too. <clears throat> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I play, man, when, when, it, when it comes time to, to get up and get after it, then, uh, you know, that's what, that's what we do. So you got to, you know, I wouldn't trade that myself. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I, I know that that entrepreneur spirit came from my folks and, uh, as a work ethic was, and still is today, just, you know, par from none. It's just kind of who I am, yeah. but, uh, <clears throat> well, we get, you know, you don't know children for you just yet. Right. Oh, no kids. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, you know, as, as you become, become folks, you, you'll, you'll figure out how to, how to take the good and the bad and, and, and we'll go from there. You know what I mean? So that's good. So you started yeah. in Brooklyn, New York, huh? That's where you were mm-hmm. born, huh? Mm-hmm. I was born in Brooklyn. Wow. I'm a city girl. I'm going to wolf club. Wow. Wolf clubs. <laughs> I knew he was going to say something. Uh, yeah, I was born in New York. I'm a city girl. I still love the city very, very much, you know, but it's a hard life up there. Uh, it mm. does for a family of four, you know, my father found it very hard to to give us the lifestyle that we wanted. So he made a decision. You know, it was under hard circumstances that he rented a van and just brought all of us down here. I re- literally remember one day going to school. The next day, I was like, Dad, are we going to school? We woke up, we were packing our stuff. And he's like, no, we're, we're moving. And we drove to Florida. It was that decision that was the catalyst for a lot of other good decisions that helped the foundation, you know, create the foundation for who I am today. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's quite, I guess that's a little bit culture shock. How old were you when that happened, when that went down? Uh, I was nine. I was nine. So you were nine. So you've been, so you kind of been in, in Florida now for, I guess that would be your home, huh? Yeah. I would consider it my home. I love it here. But one thing yeah. about growing up in the city and for anyone who's ever been in the city, it's, uh, immersive. So at a young age, my impressionable age, I, I I always got that. I have one of these personalities that just, I love love and I love excitement. I love adventure. I'm a risk taker, <laughs> you know, because I grew up and I saw that type of lifestyle. In Florida, it's a lot more uh, stable and slow and that's good too, but I, I, I'm blessed to have that, you know, hustle spirit, you know, having that foundation yeah. of being a city and it's helping with, with my entrepreneurship, you know, um, my my mom laughs. She says, "You got your looks from me, but you got your personality from your dad." Yes. <laughs> She'll say this stuff like that because he taught his daughters how to survive. Um, that was his role, but it also turned into kind of uh, an interesting dynamic because I I didn't necessarily feel love from him, mm. and from a, a a woman's perspective, we our fathers are our first boyfriends if you want to say that we're the ones that we get the standard of love from he's they're the ones so because he was so hard on me he was very strict and I was always looking to get his approval that's what I thought love was I never felt love and maybe you know we had the discussion later on that maybe he couldn't give it to me at that time he was young trying to figure out life had the pressures of a family and he was he made mistakes that he apologized for later but then that brought on the question of who am I and how do I truly love myself? Do I even love myself? And do I know what love is? So yeah, growing that's, up, yeah. That's, I, well, I find that interesting that you say that, that because I have a daughter, right? I have three boys and a daughter. And now I raised my children, 
and I was, you know, I've been divorced now for 20 years. So I raised my kids. So I wasn't a weekend dad. Yeah. And listening to you say that as a, as a, as a daughter, now, now, see, now I'm gonna have to go home and talk to my daughter and ask her, Hey, I, I just had this podcast today. I had, how, how did your pops do on, on, on that? She's 21 now, you know what I mean? And I, you are correct that my daughters are, <clears throat> I definitely, well, she, you know, she was raised with all boys. So, you know, three brothers and, 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 uh, and a dad like myself, I'm kind of hard, you know, you know, I would, you know, I'll, I'll take a bullet for my, those that I love, you know what I mean? So, um, that's interesting that you talked about that, that, uh, what from a, from a female's perspective, what they're looking at from, uh, for, from a dad, what would have been different then? What would have been different? Um, you know, just the little things. Oftentimes you may hear like, oh, women, we need time. And it's, it's not necessarily that we want to talk or men often want to fix the problem, but we need, we want to feel, we want to feel safe and secure in your presence. That's love for me now. But at such an early age, I couldn't express it to him. I didn't even know what I needed, Mm -hmm. but because his idea of uh, providing, working, he had to take care of all of us. Um, he thought he was doing the right thing by providing, right? Going to work, paying the bills. That was love for him. That was the cycle of love that he had seen in his from his father. So he thought he was doing a good job. But from a woman's perspective, we we need safety and security. And be, I saw my 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 dad there, but I never like felt an emotional attachment. It was always a respect thing, which I think is needed. But you should also balance that with love. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's unique. Well, I will tell you this from a man's perspective. That is exactly what we think. You know, our job is to provide and protect right, at whatever means that is. And then, you know, you would see that. Um, I guess that's true, even in, in my marriage. Right. You know, that was my 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 deal. I mean, I'd work from sun up to sundown and then go back and work some more, you know, just to make sure I provide. And that is kind of our language of love. So. You know, you're right. There are just, they're just, uh, uh, you know, just two different perspectives from, from what men really think and what they are. So it's good. It's it's good to hear that from, um, um, you know, from your perspective to hear. So now, now see, now I'm going to have to go home (laughs) and talk to my daughter today. You know what I mean? After this, I'm going to ask her these questions. And, uh, and, see, and the only, the only reason why I even bring that up like that, Mark, is, is not to point the finger, right? It, <clears throat> oftentimes, I have clients who have had these cycles of the same experiences as me. And if you can, if we can get them at the root, at their childhood, you know, we can prevent a lot of the cycles of unhealthy habits. Like for me, I, being that I didn't know what love was, I... Anybody who showed me any attention, I paid attention to them, talking about guys. So I would go out with different types of men, just trying to figure out what my dynamic was, what was chem- true chemistry. And had I had a, a better foundation of what I was supposed to have, what it truly was supposed to feel like, I would have made better decisions. It took me a long time to realize I wasn't happy in any dynamic because I didn't know what love was for me first. And it was you know, not to jump too far ahead, but it was after a period of healing in my life where I was intentional with taking some courses, reflecting on my past experiences, healing the hurts that, you know, where I previously pointed the fingers that you didn't do this, you didn't do that, took responsibility for my own actions that I was able to find happiness in myself and with the, with the partner. Yeah, that's so I guess that sets the stage for now those that don't know you that uh, what you do is when you talk about your baking and people don't, that's, that's kind of what you, that's the business that you started before coaching. Is that correct? Oh, yes. One thing about baking, I, I'm just, I've always been a creative person because my foundation was in the kitchen, right? My mom taught me everything she knew. It was my comfort space. I love to play and bake. So although I had a corporate job, uh, I would do what I had to do, right? I was taught to go to school, make a living for yourself. And at night, I would just go in the kitchen and play. And I took some classes to kind of refine my skills. And that was where I could really express the emotions that were bottled up during the day. Because we we get through the day, right? We're, we're thinking, oh, I have to go to work. We're running the rat race. I have these errands to run. I have these bills to pay. I have these people to call back. I have these emails to answer. 
And at night is when you can be still. So being that there was so much going on in my life, the kitchen was my, my place of therapy. That's where I could really express what I was feeling and come out the, uh, out of the kitchen feeling better than I had enter, entering, if that makes sense. Right. So you took that, <clears throat> you took that and then went to the next level with it. Then you started. Now, did you start it as a side hustle? Is that what you did? Did you keep your corporate job and kind of do that as a side? It's like people like in my own school, right? I, I, I used to hate to wait for people to do T-shirts. So I learned how to do them myself, right? I learned how to silk screen. I knew, how, and I had, but before I knew it, I already had a side hustle with every other school wanting me to, to make their T-shirts and do the stuff that that I did there. Now, is that kind of what happened in your world? Because you of know your baking? what? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm glad you answered it. Um, I, I actually had no idea that I could even start a business. It was my friends and family who told me that I should. So I would give away the products for free. I mean, again, it wasn't my intention to sell or make money. It was, hey, I made this and I just want to, you know, bless you with it and give it away. It was uh, up until one of my friends who was a graphic design artist, she um, she called me over to her house one day. and was like, Jesse, you really have to come now. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'll go. So she had uh, surprised me with her gifts and she made me a website. She made me some business cards. This was back in 2013. Made me some business cards and said, pick a date on the calendar. We're throwing you a grand opening party. And I'm like, what is this? You know, I'm thinking to myself, what What are you talking about? We have, we have, I have to show it. She's like, all you have to do is just show up. We're planning everything. You have your business cards, you're gonna do this. You have to create a menu, of course, because that's the one thing I can't do for you, but we're gonna, we believe in your talents and abilities and this is where you shine. So you really should sell your product. And grudgingly, I was just like, okay, that was 2013. I did it part-time. So I had someone else believe in me where I didn't believe in myself at that time. Look at the universe bringing you what you need at the right time, right? Uh, I didn't step out for myself. My friend did it for me. And I just, uh, day after day, people would ask me to make things and I would put a price to it. I didn't even know what I was doing. I'm like, I think it should be $20, $30, $40. I had no idea about this, you know, whatever. I really wanted to give it away for free, but I knew I had to charge something. So that's how it started. And 10 years later, it's evolved. Yeah. So that's how it started. So you had some friends that that went ahead and uh, encouraged you to to um pick it up and and made you business cards and and stuff did you now what is your what is your forte was it cakes is that what you did or was it what it was your forte to start with what's your oh, kind my... of your signature stuff that you did well living in the south you know people are very particular with their desserts here there's a red, red velvet cake is one of the, the the most common ones so oftentimes people knew i would i was a baker they would request red velvet cake. And because I do everything from scratch, you know, I researched the recipes, I tried them because I was a perfectionist, right? This is, this is me. If I'm not going to do it all the way, I'm not going to do it at all. So I researched all of the recipes, Mark. And then I, then I, I it was a whole system. People would I think I'm an overthinker. I researched all the recipes and then I tried all five or 10 of them out. And then I, I, I tasted and I tested them with my market. Which one is the best? What could I change differently? And then I came up with my own recipe. So it, it was that process over that that over 10 years that, you know, red velvet cake is is probably the most popular. Then I got into creativity, uh, cake pops that that became a trend where, you know, there's the cake cake on a stick and you right. can kids love them. So I started dabbling into those YouTube videos with my friend because I couldn't afford culinary school. But I knew I could I had the Internet and I knew I could at night I could listen to videos and practice while I was listening to videos. And I would do that every single day. My, my job when I got home from work was to have dinner and then I would go in the kitchen and, and experiment, which gave me more menu items. And it continually grew, grew, grew until I got into wedding cakes and all kind of custom stuff, which is what I do today. I'm a custom cake decorator. Yeah. So you are the, the, the cake boss from the South. <laughs> if you want to call me the cake queen. Like, that most people call me the motivational caker, but yeah, I'll say cake boss, cake queen. <laughs> I should have worn my crown today. That's I, I, don't, I should have worn it on here for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, I, you know, it's always been, uh, it's always been something to see. Well, any kind of art form is always kind of, um, and creativity has been something that, uh, 
I've always respected, you know, people that have that kind of that artistic ability. And, you know, my, my kids have that, you know, I, I can draw some stick people, but that's about it. Uh, uh, you know, so that, you know, seeing somebody that has that, that artistic, uh, ability has always been kind of, uh, uh, something to fun. And so I've got to see some of your stuff. Now, what was it like when you got, um, because wedding cakes now, you know, they can be a, a, on the pricey side now. So what did that look like when you started getting that, that kind of a business? Now, is that when you stopped, when, when, when did you stop your corporate thing and, and jumped in? Okay. Uh, so that's a two part question. I got into wedding cakes again, when I was asked to do them. So, you know, it, it's like my business progressed and I got exposed to different people and there was a wedding cake venue here closer to where I lived who heard about my cakes. She just asked me, hey, are you open to doing some designs? And she, I had a cake tasting with the wedding cake venue owner and we started with a contract right there and then. So it just starts by your exposure, your word of mouth. I would tell anybody who's are starting a business, don't worry so much about the glitz and glams of a website, of cards, it really is word of mouth. And when you follow through by someone's recommendation and then you your product stands up to what the reputation is, you get business. That's just one of the things. Um, I left my corporate job actually. So, so it was back in 2013 when I started my business part-time to answer your question. Mm-hmm. And for in my mind, I always went back and forth, Mark, like, what if I really gave myself a chance to make it out in the world? You know, what if I put my skills to the test and, but then I'm, 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 I'm fighting with myself. I'm living in two worlds, eight to five, right. That corporate kind of workspace. And then at home being the creative, the motivational caker. And it was last year, actually 2022, um, that I had developed a condition called Bell's palsy. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, it. Oh yeah, I know what that is. That sucks. So, <laughs> so Mark, literally one day I woke up, right? I just woke up one day and I went to go brush my teeth as we all do. And I had a hard time spitting out the water. The water just kind of drooled to the, to the right side of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I looked up in the mirror. I'm like, wow, what's wrong? And it, my right side, my my eyebrow, my cheek, and my everything was just like lopsided. So I got immediately scared. If you can imagine looking at yourself and you don't look like yourself, like what is going on? Um, I went to the to the ER and they did some tests and I thought I had a stroke. It was so scary. They took me immediately because they also thought I had a stroke too. But it turned out to be it wasn't neuro- neurological. It was just one of my nerves was frozen in my, in that control one side of my face. And the doctors, you know, naturally my next question was like, I couldn't speak. So I had to write it down. What's my prognosis? When can I get healed? And the doctor told me, I don't know. We don't know if you can even be healed. It's one of those mystery uh, diagnoses. We don't, what you can do is reduce your stress, uh, go home and wait it out and maybe take some physical therapy classes. If you get your, function back that your face will look the same again so it was during those it was about three months that i took a leave off of work it was about three months that i actually uh stayed in the house and that was in my in hindsight i see that was god's way of sitting me down and setting me straight on what my purpose was uh i started taking the healing courses i started uh journaling because again i was embarrassed to go outside because my face looked like quasimodo you know what i'm saying i was like i don't know if i can get healed (laughs) so it was just me and god for about three months i took i took all the time to rest and relax and reflect and uh he had he healed me from Uh uh-oh can you hear i can hear you okay um he healed me from a lot of things that were lingering in my subconscious, you know, the things that I felt were holding me back. And when I returned after, you know, eventually I, I got my feeling back in my face. It was crucial. It was it was like cr- excruciating to go to physical therapy. And I was felt like I was doing exercises and lifting weights with my, with my face for three months. But it finally came back aligned. And when I returned back to my corporate job, everyone that was happy to see me 
but they were surprised at this new personality. You know, before I was very shy and meek and kind of conformative and would fit into the box and the mold that they wanted me to stay in. But now I was so much more outspoken with opinions because God had revealed so much more to me. And now I, was, I wasn't afraid to speak. I wasn't afraid to tell my truth. If something was wrong, I would say it. So I quickly mm-hmm. realized, I was like, wait a minute, this is not my lane anymore. I don't fit in here anymore. I, I've, I've grown out of the fishbowl. So because I had a skill set that I had been playing with for 10 years, and now I had the confidence to truly step out on my own. It was April of 2022 that I decided it's time for me to get to bet on me. And it's been almost a year. That's, that's quite a story. That Bell's palsy happened to one of my instructors also. Oh my and uh, uh, one of my martial arts and one of my, my Hapkido instructor, <clears throat> it happened to him. And I remember that too. And that same thing. I'm sure that's a, uh, that's just a, a scary thing. But what was that like when it came back? Were you like, all right, it's coming, it's coming. You know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? It, it was the small victories when I could finally see, see what happens is one side of your face, you get completely numb. You can't mm-hmm. feel anything. Like when you go to the dentist and they put Novocaine. Right. Imagine one whole side of your face where you don't feel anything at all. You could punch me on this side and I wouldn't have felt anything. So when my nerves started to get a little bit of tingling, that's how it started. You feel a little bit of tingling, kind of like when your leg, leg goes to sleep, you feel a little tingling. Right. I started to feel some tingling by my ear and that got me excited. So I would want to, I would tell my physical therapist, Hey, I feel a little bit of tingling or coming back. And he was like, yeah, that's a good sign. So again, we would do our exercises. I had to hold my eyebrow up for 10 seconds and then relax it, hold it up for 10 seconds and relax it. And if you've ever lifted weights, it felt like I was lifting a hundred pounds because I had no my muscles were not getting any blood flow. So it, I would go home with headaches while I was healing after physical therapy uh, for three months, but still excited that I was, my feeling was coming back. So it started with my eyebrow. I felt tingling by my ear and then it would start, you know, my cheek, I could raise my cheek a little bit up. And then, you know, my crooked smile eventually, uh, you know, came back right. on the way. So, and for a woman that, that's, in, you know, because we are, we are prideful about our looks, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. So when I started getting my lips back, I'm like, yeah, I can smile again. I can smile again. I don't, I don't look crazy. You know, listen to you I, tell the story. I can see how, I think that's what's transformational. Probably what, what you're talking about, those kind of things. Um, <clears throat> you know, the fight that you do to come back from something like that. Um, the mindset that you have to have, you know, that stuff, uh, you know, I was life changing stuff that to me, uh, a few years ago when I had double blood clots in my lungs that I didn't know about. And I thought I wasn't even supposed to be here. And I remember, I don't know if you've, if you experienced this or not, I'd be interested to know, but when I was in the hospital, you know, I'm trying to be the positive one. Cause you know, it was, it was killing my folks and I have all these students making sure that Mr. Cox is going to be okay. And so I'm always had a, you know, smile on my face. Let's go. Oh man. And, and I remember sitting there by myself going, man, what, what, what the frick is going on, man? And, uh, you know, and I had this fear of having a stroke <clears throat> and I kept asking God, Hey, don't man, please don't stroke me out. Just take me home. If we're going to do that. Okay. Let's just, just, just be done with it. And, uh, and I was like that for six months. Uh, it wasn't until I had a real shift in my, uh, in my mindset that I was able to, I told myself one day that, listen, you're not living like this anymore. So you, you you're going to have to figure out and, uh, and change your lifestyle or whatever it is you're going to do and change your mindset. And I completely changed overnight one night and said, I'm not living like that anymore. I don't know if, if you experienced that same thing going through that, but I can see why you felt that you weren't part of that anymore in that corporate world. Um, and you know, Mark, thank you for sharing that story because, you know, we often see the person, but we don't know the story behind the person. So I, you know, I've always been attracted to, you know, your level of depth and when you depth when you speak, you know, your messages, but to know that you also went through a transformational 
part in your life. It makes me relate to you more. It's like, wow, you know, this is the real deal. It's just not, oh, you woke up one day and wanted a different life. No, some crap happened, right? The mm-hmm. real happened to so where you're like, it's life or death. Um, for, for me, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I have a relationship with God. And he told me that everything in, in my quiet time, that everything that I had gone through was for a purpose. And my purpose was to share it and to help others heal like he had healed me. So I was supposed to be a speaker and he took away my ability to speak so that I can understand what it was not to have a voice, not to be able to form my lips to, to have projection in, in, in my message. And it, 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 it almost killed me. I cried every night because I could not speak. So when I was finally excited to see my nerve function coming back and I could fully be healed, I, I, I talked so much. I talked so much and so, so boldly now. But he told me, you're a speaker. You're an influencer. I let you go through what you, what you went through in your childhood so that you could go back and reach back for the young girls who need you, who are still struggling with their self-esteem, their level of self, self-worth, because they didn't have the father figure in their lives to help them understand who, what, who their, what, what the identity was. So now my goal is to, you know, with my creative angle, to help others build their self-esteem, build their self-confidence, and some and express the emotions that they can't find the words to express. That's the foundation of Yummy Coaching Factory. And once we get to the real root, then that's when we do the work. That's when we do we can do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I could totally see, you know, just in this, you know, our, our short time here that um yeah, the transformation isn't is uh, isn't God something? He uh, we pray for wisdom, and then He'll throw a curveball right at us. You want wisdom? Think your way out, and right. uh, and and so uh, you know you always be careful what you pray for because uh, you'll get you will get an answer whether it's what you want or not is a is a whole nother uh, uh, ball game, but. Yeah, that's that's quite that's quite a thing. So, well, that's that's kind of what we're jumping into. So now we've kind of got a backstory on what you've done. Now you've taken the cooking or the baking. Now, do you cook too, or is baking what you do? Is that is that your forte? You know, I love both, and it's interesting you ask that question because uh, you either see people in one arena or the other, right? Either you're a baker, you're a creative specialist, a dessert specialist, or you're a chef. But because I, I learned the best of, from the best of the best. My mother, she's an amazing cook and I had to create full meals. Actually, I remember this one time she called me from her job. You know, again, they were working parents trying to raise a family of six. So she called me on her lunch break at work and was like, Jessica, I really need you to start boiling spaghetti for dinner. The kids are hungry. And I might've been nine or 10 years old. I'm like, ma, how do I boil spaghetti? How do I make the meat? How do I do all this stuff? I don't know. So she instructed me over the phone, the steps, get the pot, put the water in the pot, boil the the noodles, and then you put the meat, you take out the meat, you brown the meat first, you put the seasonings. So she instructed me over the phone how to make spaghetti in one day. And it was like so eye-opening. It was so gratifying to make, to create something with my own hands and to have other people enjoy it. You know, to get mm. the praise that, oh, I had done a good job. And, and I served it and my sister, my siblings enjoyed it. Everybody ate it. This was amazing. Um, so I'm a chef first, but I found that my love for creativity was the X factor in me going into desserts. Uh, spaghetti, spaghetti, the recipe is the recipe, right? You, you have it one time, you've had it a million times. But with the creativity aspect of dessert, I can I can dabble in different colors. I can tint buttercreams different shape, different colors. I can mold fondant into shapes, and that that's what keeps it interesting for me. It'll never get boring because I have the creativity factor for baking. That's uh yeah that's that's interesting. So you've you had a have you always did you when you had your baking stuff? So you had that that career. When did you decide that coaching is going to be part of this, or has it always been? How did that evolve into that, into a coaching business along with it? You know, it, it's funny. Uh, I love my customers. And a lot of them have been repeat customers for years. And often they would they would order cakes just so that they had a reason to come to my house and have a conversation. 
that's how open I am. If I know you, if I love you, if I, you know, you, you put your heart in your food. So it wasn't just me selling a cake to my customers. They were getting my heart. I would know their kids' birthdays, their wedding anniversaries. And when I baked their, their, their tart or whatever it is they ordered, it was my heart in there. So I would want to know, hey, how did the occasion turn out? Or what are some of the challenges you're having when you're planning this event? I was involved in that whole process, not just the transactional part of it. It was so they they we grew, I grew to love my customers and they wanted to come and always talk. We would spend an hour out in the parking lot. What should have been a 10-minute transaction, we spent an hour talking, right? And then so many people, this is God again pointing you in the right direction. So many people say, you should really get into some kind of therapy or life coaching or something because there's something about you. I feel comfortable talking to you. I don't know how it is, Jessica, that I tell you this stuff because I've never told anyone this stuff, but I feel comfortable being myself with you. So you should really look into some kind of life coaching. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. It kept coming around, right? This has got to confirm the universe confirming your gifts. Uh, it was when the pandemic hit, honestly, when I had the time, because previous to that, I had, was in the rat race. I was doing the side hustle business and we were all like, we had to stay home for two years. You know, right. my job shut things down. They sent me home. Uh, I was single, you know, no kids. So it's like, what am I going to do with this extra time? There's only so many cakes I can bake. And I'm like, well, let, let me explore this life coaching thing. Let me look online to, you know, and it, you know, a few months later, I, I realized I was like, oh, okay. So I got my life coaching certification through TonyGaskinsAcademy.com. He's a relationship coach. So my, interestingly enough, it's coming full circle now that I'm supposed to mentor people, not just in business, but in relationship building and romantic relationships and how to have a relationship with yourself and how to really keep good connections with friends and people who you can help and who can help you. So that's how, how it came about. So yeah. <clears throat> Were you or when when people were coming over? Was it mainly females at the time, and and how did or was it both? It was both, and it's funny because some of the guys came over and they just did, they didn't want a regular cake. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I would have to tell the guys I'm gonna meet you out in the parking lot because you ain't coming in my house. I'm a home baker, right? Mm -hmm. So it was funny. So some of them would just order because they had other agendas. But then, you know, I had typical, to create those boundaries. Yeah, typical. typical. And some of the guys were good guys, right? But their wives couldn't cook like me. So they would say, hey, Jess, you know, we were cool like that. So they'd order. They were like, just don't tell my wife, you know, I, I ordered this or whatever. <laughs> so they'd order. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to keep it between me and you. You know, just send me the invoice and just uh, I'll, I'll have somebody else come pick it up. But yeah, don't tell her that I ordered it from you. Uh, but I would say majority of them was a, about 80% of my customers still are women. I get about wow. 10, 20% of men. Uh, but after, you know, I realized that they're coming, they're not just coming just for the cake. You know, they kind of lose interest. And oh, then the other, the, members, oh, they're coming for the cake. Trust on that. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. So that's, that's, so that's interesting. So now when, when uh, you took a course, you said on that, right? Go, go back to what you did on that. On When you went searching to what that looked like, what yeah. course did you take? And, and how did that kind of help, help, you know, project you into that direction? Uh, you know what? So there's several, there's several life coaching certifications out there. And it's not anything that you could go to school for and get like a degree in. It's 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 not regulated by the state. So it really is dependent on mm -hmm. your natural gift and the information that you get, the technical information that from the from the school that you choose, the certification course that you choose. Several of them, some of them were like spiritually based. So some some of them were uh, you have spiritual life coaches. And I think there's there's certainly a market for that. Uh, some of them were relationship based, which is the one I chose where you, you, you first first you had to heal yourself. So the course that I went through went through 30 days of detox. Right. It was 30 days of, de of detox, 30 days of no social media, 30 days of journaling, 30 days of reflection, meditation, of healing yourself, because how am I going to coach someone 
if I'm still struggling with the same things. Mm -hmm. So if my issues were relationships, you know, I had an issue, I had daddy issues. I had to heal those things. And it was the whole process of me writing it out on paper and really seeing that these things exist. And I, I wrote a, a letter that I never gave to, it was a healing letter. I wrote a, a letter to my father. I never gave to him. And I just love him to this day. Five, you listeners, I love you to this day. <laughs> but we're talking about 30 years ago, you know, when he was a kid, the things that right. were impressionable on me. Uh, I had to write a healing letter on everything I wish I could have said <laughs> and had the words at that time. And not only forgive him for he for what he didn't know, but I had to heal, forgive myself for playing a part in that. Sometimes we forget that part. We always want to point the fingers and say, you did this, you did that. But what part didn't I play? When, did, when didn't I speak up when I was supposed to speak up? Um, when did I have passive aggressive actions in my, in my older years with him that I could have, you know, verbalized what I wanted to say, but then I acted, you know, in a different way because I, I didn't want to face it. So it was a whole healing, the 30 days of detox from, other people from TV, from social media, so that I could really focus on the areas that were holding me back. Uh, so when you come out of that detox, you, you really come with a sense of clarity, of purpose. And again, during that time, I was going through the Bell's palsy. So when you show up for your clients, now it's about them. It's not about you. We don't talk, my clients, I don't talk about that me, myself. I talk about them. I ask them the questions and hopefully they're in a position to answer them back for themselves right it, so it, yeah interesting that you have <clears throat> i speak about this quite often that you have when you have extreme ownership in yourself that's when you can help others you know and until they have ownership of the, what they have uh it's the same thing I, I i see that quite often so listening to you talk about that uh having that ownership is quite um that's quite something right there for sure it, free, it frees you. It really does free you from the opinions of others. It frees you from the identity you had in your former self. It frees you from the uncertainty of life. You're like, you know what? I, I, I carry now, now I travel light because I've, the, the baggage that was in my past is gone. So I don't have to worry about the girl that dated different guys, the player, the married man. I did it, I did it all. You know, because I was in a bad place with my self-worth. I didn't know the love from a man. And that person who made the bad choices 10 and 20 years ago, I don't have to worry about her anymore because she's healed. She, pre I present myself differently now. So when you can travel light in this world, Mark, when you can finally forgive yourself and the other people who have hurt you, you're limitless. Now you have the energy and you have this everything, the essence to go out there and make an impact on the world. You, you're excited about the possibilities because now you know for, for your own self that, man, it's all in your mind. The mindset piece is the most important part in transformation. And now we can go help other people. Yeah, that's that's some powerful stuff. That's yeah. real good. So <clears throat> let's let's talk about and now you've Let's incorporate the baking and the and the and the coaching. Let's 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 talk about how you how you got to how you got to uh, to merge that, right? So do, do you have times that people get to come and bake with you, and then you talk, or how does that how does that all go about? How does that work? Uh, you know, so <laughs> so several different. So I, I you know with with having my cake classes, one thing that I like to do is have themed classes two or three times per year. I just recently for Christmas did a Polar Express cake decorating class for mommy and me's. And it was moms who brought their daughters or their sons to the class who they, th that was their time to bond. So if you can think about this, they didn't have to do any of the shopping. They didn't have to do any of the baking. I provided everything, their buttercreams, their sprinkles and everything there. Hi, Emilio. Look, he says, hey, family. So I provided everything that they would need so that their time, their hour, their hour and a half could be based. They could be in the same proximity and doing a similar task and bond and smile at each other and take pictures and have the memory and eat because our emotions are tied to our stomachs. So that's how I bring that together, that dynamic. For Valentine's Day, I'm doing a, a, a you know, something for just the women kind of like a, a sip and paint thing, but with cakes. 
so that's the whole relationship part. That's how I, that's how something, someone can have a minimal investment, right? My classes are cheap, like $49. Uh, I think for the couple, it's like 75. They can come for a few hours, leave with uh, an experience and leave with the food that they create. Uh, if they want further interaction with me, I invite them to my Facebook group where I, you know, where I post um, self-development things and uh, inspirational quotes. And for those who want continued interaction and like that one-on-one healing, that's when I introduce them to my course. That's, uh, so we still, we still play on the puns of cake decorating, but we get into the more serious stuff there. So... <clears throat> So let's let's go back to uh, the Polar Express, okay? I want I want to uh-huh. know what, what so what that's you know those things you can't see it above me here, but you know I'm a real train fanatic, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got trains on my ceiling in my office and all kinds of stuff, you know, and that's something that I love. And so when uh, when you had your when you had somebody come, well, first of all, do you do this at your house or? You, I, I, you, I run a, I have, I have another space that I, that I can work. Well, you have of. another space that you can, yeah. that you now, do they come, do they, do they start from ground zero? Do they bake and do they then decorate or do you have the cakes ready and then they decorate? How does that look at, how does that work? Yeah. So for the purposes of their, their bonding and for relationship building, I don't have them do the whole, st- you know, step-by-step process. I have everything with my assistants. We, we set out everything for them. So really the focus is, you know, let's say you and your daughter, she, let's say your daughter is really into cake decorating. She says, dad, I want to take this class. They're serving hot chocolate for the Polar Express. It's Christmas time. Can we just go for an hour to like, I really want to go. And you're like, okay, yeah, you can come into my class and just be like, okay, I don't know where to start Jess, but everything's out there. And I have the piping bags. I show you a couple of, you know, techniques, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It's more about you and your daughter spending time making something, ha- being Instagram worthy, saying, hey, taking the picture, having something to go home with, and you have something beautiful to eat and having that experience. For those who want more technical cake de- decorating, I also have a program with a six-month technical cake decorating course that will teach you everything from layer cakes to wedding cakes. Everything that took me 10 years to learn by myself on YouTube videos in the kitchen, I can show you step-by-step step in three to six months how to how to do everything in your own kitchen and monetize that. It's a business boot camp. So you have, the- so you have layers to what you do then. So you have Absolutely. this, this fun, this, uh, uh, you know, like you see here, like across the street from me, right. You know, you can come and paint and, and sip wine and paint or whatever, uh, you know, and then they, I guess they all chit chat and do their, that's that's almost too girly for me, but um, <laughs> the uh, uh, this this stuff sounds fun though to me. This is being able to do that, and then you have something where you can take if you want to take a cake decorating case and and see if you can make money with this, and then you you have techniques where you can teach somebody to be professional at what they do, yeah. and then you have this coaching. So I I think we need to talk into this coaching here. So let's let's talk about what you you got a couple things coming up now. So Let's talk about because um, I think you're doing something with 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 Raul. Is that correct? Are you guys doing this together? And is it virtual or is it in person? Or how does this work? What's what do you have coming up on your plate here? You know, that's a good question. So, you know, we definitely want to reach the masses. This one is a virtual event coming up February 11th. It's called The Yummy Truth That Love Comes After Healing. Oftentimes we have this idea that Valentine's Day is coming and I need these flowers, I need these candies, and I have all of these confused thoughts on, is he really my boyfriend? Or, you know, how, how do I navigate this day? Or I'm single, maybe maybe you don't have anybody and you just want to focus on yourself. But we're going to talk about the truth about love. And it really starts with self-love. Your, your, romantic, your romantic love and your partnership with the other person is just an extension of how you love yourself. Uh, Raul and I came together at both parts in our lives where we were we were both single and we had gone through some experiences and we were on the other side of them. But then we saw the value in each other uh, and it was more of our purpose together after we had loved, learned to love ourselves. So it's not that you're, you're attracting someone to fill the hole in your heart, you know, they should put your, your self-esteem that you're feeling lonely. No, you have to be healed and whole so that you can contribute something to that to, to them. They you have to be 100% and they have to be 
that's when it's really going to work. So then we also have uh, people on the panel who have di several different experiences, divorcees, uh, some people who have been widowed and gone through loss, some people who have lost children, and this day is hard for them. Uh, Valentine's Day, is, it covers several different aspects of love. So on our panel of speakers on that day, we're, we're inviting everyone who is either healing, grieving, or just in a state of confusion who wants clarity on what love is and how they should feel about themselves in that season. February 11th is from 8.30 to 1 Eastern Standard. And if you go to my Facebook page, it's pinned at the top. It's like $49. And it's not going to make us rich, but it's an investment in, in your healing. It, it, it's a seed for your harvest on the other side. So. Yeah, that's that's good. That's uh, yeah, interesting. That so you you'll have people that have come from all different. You're gonna have speakers that are coming from different different aspects, right? You know, absolutely. Because I guess that's true too. You know, um, you know, coming from uh, divorce, right? That was a that was a brutal. Well, divorce is kind of brutal anyway. You know what I mean? It, it, there's nothing fun about it, man. I'll tell you that for a fact. You come out, you come out of that on the other side of just like, what the frick is just, you know, it's like I've been in a, in a 20 round fight and I've lost every freaking round. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so, you know, you come out of that pretty good and beat up, you know, but still have to put on the face of, uh, I got kids and, and stuff like that. So, but I got lucky, you know, I got lucky that I got to raise my children. You know, I wasn't, I'm not, I wouldn't have been good as a weekend dad and I would never have been good with another man in my kid's life. I just, I'm not built for it. And, uh, I would have killed somebody. I'll tell you that for a fact. And uh, it wow. was just, it would, it was hard for me to get through that. You know, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older now. My kids are all, you know, all adults too, you know, so we have a different kind of a, a talking relationship about how that was. And of course I didn't hit it out of the park either. You know what I mean? I wasn't always the, you know, my kids had to grow up fast. You know, they just, it was what it was. Probably the same thing as what you're doing. You know, my kids had to start doing their laundry and stuff at eight, seven, eight years old. And I said, hey, man, you guys are going to have to be responsible for some of this stuff. This is just how our family is. We have a broken family and this is just, uh, uh, this is the way it's going to be. And, and, uh, but we came out, you know, we came through it. <clears throat> I got some good kids, man. And, uh, you know, my oldest son is married now. He's got an awesome wife and I'm still, you know, I'm stoked for him. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing I tell my children. If there's anything you're going to do in life, whoever you pick to live your life with, be extremely picky and, and make sure it's, it's, it's a real fit because that can make and break your life for sure. And it's awesome to see my own folks. You know, my dad is a, uh, my dad's always been kind of a hard worker, but I'll, I'll roll up on my, my folks, you know, my dad's 80 and my mom's 82. You wouldn't know it. Uh, uh, you know, they're both uh, super active and, and stuff like that. But I'll I'll, I'll come to see my folks and my dad will be holding my mom's hand watching movies on the on the uh, TV still today. You know what I mean? So it's just it's you know, that's it's always been a good role model that way for our family. So, well, that's good. So you have another event that you said that's coming up, right? This one's in, in February. You have something else in March. What's that one? So, yeah, the virtual event is February 11th. Uh, again, they can go to my Facebook page and it's pinned at the top for more information and how to register. Yeah, I'm gonna put that, I'll put that out there for you also uh, on this okay. after this and on the audio. I'll make sure that this is out there, that that people can do that. And we'll we'll uh, we'll put that stuff out there when we share this out on, on social media. So what's the next one okay. now? Is that an in-person one you got coming up? in-person event in orlando florida so if anyone is willing to travel down here to florida let me tell you it's going to be warm and sunny and we're going to be playing with cake decorating so one day event march 8th uh in orlando florida and i'm just really it's called the yummy coaching experience so if you've ever had a question on how to cake how to do cake decorating uh where to start I teach you some fundamental aspects of it. We also have a good time. There's a DJ, there's some motivational speakers. So you get the inspirational part of it. And we, we with the goal of building our self-esteem, building the confidence, relationally bonding and learning a few things, it's the whole yummy coaching experience. It's what you would get from me uh, out in the world in just one day of, of an event. So I'm excited, March 8th. Orlando, Florida, yummycoachingfactory.com. That's where you can get more information on that and secure your ticket. 
So <clears throat> that now let's talk about that event. So what do you, so what's that one doing? So it's called Yummy Coaching. So what's what's going on in that? So is, is it more cake decorating? Do you have some? You say you have some speakers. So um, how do you merge that together? How that this just sounds fun. So yeah, so it's a six to eight hours, and we kind of break it up. Have you ever been at a business, uh, at like a business event? You're sitting all day, and you you just you're bored, and you're just like you need a break. No, we break it up. So I have maybe a speaker introduce, you know, the program, give us some kind of inspirational message and whatever they do. It could be business. It could be mindset. And then we'll go into a cake decorating contest. I'll split the team. Whoever wants to participate, we'll do teams. Everybody puts on an apron. And at my last event, I had guys putting on pink aprons. They were ready to go. They were really excited. So you get a team of three or four people and we kind of mimic the show Nailed It on Netflix, where I give you an image. You have to make a replica of that image. You may have 30 minutes and all of your minds have to come together really quickly, collaborate. Okay, how are we gonna structurally put this together? How are we gonna create it? Who's gonna be the presenter? Who's gonna be the person um, taking time? All, so you, re it's really like a team building type of thing. And you, you know, afterwards you get to eat and everything, socialize and take a break afterwards. We have the judges come and do the uh, deliberations and we have a grand prize winner. And then I may give, you know, we'll, we'll have another segment where somebody gives us, um, you know, some perspective on how you can build a business from this. Or, you know, think of the opportunities that you can expand. This is just not one day, but if you really enjoyed this, think about the, uh, the opportunities you have to impact someone's life and make a little extra change on the side if you wanted to. And then we take a break. Um, then I'll give you some, you know, some how to's. I kind of break down my program on how how to's. And then we'll have a few other speakers come in and then a networking event at the end. So it's really a one day immersive type of experience. That's why it's called the yummy coaching experience, because you get the mindset piece, you get the building blocks for your business. And you also have a little bit of fun. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing that 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 sounds like uh super fun and i'll i'll make sure that you know i told you before i travel out to savannah all the time right and yeah. you know savannah's kind of driving distance from uh from you guys so uh i'll let people know what you have going on out there and uh and make sure you introduce you to those because i'm out there all the time yeah. and we did talk about well you have the second rate uh disneyland we have the original so <laughs> i mean where it all started you know what i mean so um, I mean, if you're willing to come out for my event, you know, I'm willing to step out with you in Disney and then we can have a real hard conversation on what's important. We'll talk about what's important because I'm still not with you. I mean, I think mine is the better Disney, but we're going to see. We're going to see. Now, have you been to the original? Oh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I have not been. I've never been to California. I need never to been to Cali. Out. So nope. and just so you know, I've never been to Epcot either. I've never been as much as a Disney freak. And as much as I traveled to Georgia, I've never gone to Disney World. I don't know why I, you know, because um, it's, 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 you know, it looks awesome. And plus, I love Florida anyway. When, when the whole world was shut down, you guys were wide open. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it uh, it's something that I, I, I do have on my bucket list, but. Yeah, I guess you. I'll have to use you guys. Uh, we'll figure out a time when Raul's down there too, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can all uh, make that happen. Maybe I can bring my cat with me and uh, yeah, and uh, see Family if we can do, make 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 a make a Walt Disney Day out of that because that would be. So he fun. he will be here. He will be here March eighth for the event. So if you want to make it out for that day, um, he'll be here in Orlando. He's a speaker as well. You know, he does his poetry readings uh, for his book, Rise uh, Rise with Gratitude, Poems to Inspire Your Growth and Greatness. Uh, he's he's reading from that. And we have uh, Dr. Obam, Dr. Obam Bowen, who's going to be a speaker. We also have um, Andre Butler, who is a performer. Uh, who else do we have? We have um, Arthur Brown, who's a performer. So that if you go to yummycoachingfactory.com, it'll tell you all of the lineup of my speakers, all of my performers. Uh, Raul's on there. So it's, it'll be it'll be worth your time and money if you decide to come out. And we'll take you to downtown Disney and Epcot. Since you never and so <clears throat> you have Obama coming. Now, let's see. At the business book camp, did you did you listen to him on Sunday morning? Or, or I don't remember seeing you and Raul in the room. Did, were you guys there or no? 
I was I was there. He's actually my mentor. I'm in his program, The Underdog Millionaire. So that, he is my mentor. Yeah, he's amazing. So that's the, that's the first time I really kind of got to meet him. But I'm telling you what, man, that boy was, I mean, he was getting after it on Sunday morning. All right. I was like, oh, man, we just we just stepped right back into church right here. Let's go. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he was awesome, man. I really enjoyed him a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. so you got him, you're going to have him at the event too, then that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. So I'm, so the one day event is the precursor to his event. We're sharing the same venue. Uh, so I am the first day, uh, Miami coaching factory and I'm a product of his program. He helped me last year as my mentor build the business and get my mindset right and everything. So I take the first day then he has, uh, his four day event in the same venue after that. So check it out. It's also on yummycoachingfactory.com. Either you can get the ticket for the one day or you can stay for the five days, which includes his. I think that. Um, I think I'm going to post that. So it's. Uh, let's put that in here. I'm going to put this out while we're talking. Yummy. Huh? It's at yummycoaching.com, right? Yummycoachingfactory.com. Oh, factory. Okay. Hold on a second and everything right yeah so you can either get the one day ticket for mine or you can get the inclusive ticket for the entire five days which includes his program as well oh so you guys kind of get to collaborate a little bit uh together yes. too okay so i put that out there mm -hmm. and you know so this is yeah this has been awesome to uh to get to know you even a little bit more i mean we got to we got to talk a little bit and 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 share some laughs out there in uh, New Jersey. So that was fun. And, you know, and Raul has been, uh, you know, if you go back, he's even a different, different guy than when I first interviewed him. We're going to, we're going to do another interview together. Cause when I, when I interviewed Raul on this show, he was just then talking about pod, I, You know, I've been jumping on him. I said, you better freaking do that podcast. And, uh, and then he, you know, he's went ahead and, um, and started this and and his speeching was you know his speech was you know i'm not a big fan of losing but uh if i had to and it was uh you know he took that speech contest to another level that day so that was good and you've been uh you've been a a, a really uh awesome thing for um to come into Raul's life man so it was that was awesome to watch him grow yeah, as, uh, we, don't, we don't like the word competition we don't we don't like that word <laughs> It wasn't a speak. It we we like to call them speaker journeys, right? It's the journey of someone. Well, we and can we can call it whatever we want. <laughs> There's a winner and a freaking loser, and uh, you know I tell Raul all the time. I hate losing more than I like winning. You know what I mean? And uh, but uh, it 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 definitely. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. There was some, and that speaker stuff, man. There was some. There were some hardcore stories up in there, man. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you kick back and listen to everybody's stuff on what they what they've uh, overcome and stuff like that, it's been it was it was good. But, yeah, I, I and it's funny when Raul has a mic, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of a low key guy until he puts a mic in his hand and he has his music. And I'm like, who the frick is who are you, bro? Oh, that's why I asked him. I said, well, who are you over here, dude? Cause I don't see that. I, I said, you're kind of mild mannered uh, outside of that until he has a little bit of a mic and some music and Oh my goodness. He's a, just a, he's just he, about he, different. He so. loves people so much. So if you're ever, you know, he's always thinking about someone else's needs. So wherever in a group, you know, oftentimes we go out, he makes sure I'm taking care of any of my girlfriends that are with me. Uh, we're all take, he's always thinking of other people. So when you give him a mic or an opportunity to where you give him permission to now be himself, it's like, wow, where did you come from? Well, no, he's always been there, but he loves people so much and his heart is just of servant leadership that in, in groups, you won't see him stand out or give himself any show until you give him the mic. And then that's when you really get to see who he is. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. I've really enjoyed you too. I've really enjoyed, this was a great hour, man, for, for us. I'll, I'll, we'll definitely put this out here and <clears throat> by the end of the day, I'll have the audio version of this also. So people that are driving and stuff like that, they can listen to what we talked about today. And uh, it, it's pretty awesome to see um, how you've taken in this uh, baking to another whole new level of coaching and um, and and what that looks like. You know, I, it's 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 pretty awesome 
Zero. Look at him. Look at him put his little trophy up there. (laughs) You little. Okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. That's between you guys. That's not between you guys. I'm going to stay out of that one. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. But then again, I did the same thing. So it's not even. That's 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 just that's the guy stuff right there. That's guy yeah. stuff. You know what there I mean? So it was. It's fun to see that. Uh, you know, I'm. I'll definitely make. Um, I'll definitely make time for you guys next time. I. You know, I. I don't know when I'm traveling again to um, Georgia. I've got some stuff uh, coming up, so uh, I'll make sure that I can uh, get out there to, to see you on that. You know, now if I go out there. We need to go. I do. I am going to need to see downtown Disney. So you're going to have to show me what that's about. And I told Raul, when you go down to St. Augustine to go see the torture uh, museum, because it's brutal. Okay. (laughs) It is a, uh, uh, if you haven't been to that, I was telling Raul about it. I said, this torture museum is the most brutal thing I've ever seen in St. Augustine and how, what they've done, what they did is, uh, is pretty intense. But you guys enjoy that. After you go through it, you're going to call me and go, I'm never going to be the same after what I just saw today. And so, and the father of the year, you know, I took my kids through that years back when it was first opening. So, you know, as, uh, as that's the St. Augustine thing that we went and saw and the alligator farm in, in Florida. So, but this has been fun, man. I I look forward to this. We'll, we'll get uh, your yummy coaching out there and uh, let's see if we can't, uh, you know, you had a virtual event. We'll put that out there also, and I'll make sure all that stuff goes out in my social media. And then you'll get to share all this stuff with yours and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get after it and see what we can do for you guys. Sound good. It sounds excellent. I just want to thank you for having me on this show and just being a bright light and shedding and, and sharing your, your truth with everyone and just allow me in your space. Cause it's really in collaboration where we're going to, where we're going to do big, big things. We can't do anything in this world impactful by ourselves. So just, again, getting to know you a little bit more and learning how, you know, your intentions are as a good father, you want to be there for your girls and and how this conversation can be the catalyst for, an, you know, a better relationship, a deeper relationship with them. And for yeah, all I'm, the fathers out there, you know, who are thinking that they, they're they doing what they do, you know, some, talk to your girls, you know, give them a hug, tell them you love them. That's, that's stuff that women need. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, that, that conversation is going to happen for sure and stuff so i think maybe what we do next time why don't we do the uh why don't we do the um the couple thing we'll have you and raul on together and we can talk about about something there i think that would be a good that would be a good podcast um what that looks like together that'd be awesome okay you know what i mean all right guys well i'll let you go man this hour is coming up it came it came quick and and gone so i'll let you get back to your day and uh we'll have this out on on uh audio podcast uh by end of day sound good sounds good right. thank you mark bye you guys see you later bye, see you, Raul. you've been listening to real talk with mark cox real life real topics real conversation we're passionate about motivation fitness self-defense weight loss and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.